matchless name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, the name that we have the power to, you know, call on without any doubt, or knowing that we have a name that is above every name. No one has a name that is as unique as our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our pastor is not here tonight. Continue to keep him in our prayers. I give honor to our pastor tonight for giving me um, and uh, the the privilege, you know, to to speak to the congregation. Which, you know, whenever I do get the the privilege or the opportunity to talk to the congregation, I I treat it as such. You know, it's indeed an honor, and I do treat it with the same due respect unto God, you know, for allowing me to impact me the things that um, he has impacted, you know, throughout my life, you know, throughout our pastor's life, you know, a great man of God, you know, he's, you know, humble man, you know, he just have that desire to want to continue to serve God and to do the things that are of God. And, you know, in, in, in the, the age, unfortunately, and days that we're living in, there, there's not, you know, so much leaders in the world today, Brother Darrell, that we can look to and, and have a true model to say, you know, we... You know, we're going to be who we are, regardless of who we are. You know, we're going to be who we are. But, you know, when we look to the world to get, you know, true identity or true leader or, so to speak, a role model, it's just very hard to point at someone that is in high authority and said, I'd like my son or daughter. I would like to be like so-and-so. Back in the days as a child growing up, you'll see, you know, leaders and you said, you know, one day I would like to be like so and so he just does he's just unique in his ways and you know i just want to be like him you know and um you know so we 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 um you know want to truly model take or model and thank um you know god for a pastor who is indeed demonstrate you know the quality of a genuine leader you know one that we can look up to one that we can uh, model after and one that we can truly call you know our father if you please you know of course, is our spiritual father, um, is our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I give honor to his wife that is here tonight, his family that is here tonight. And, you know, most of all, I give honor to every one of you that are here tonight. You know, you, you all make a difference for taking the time to be in the studies tonight. And I do give you all honor for being here. We thank you for being in our Bible study tonight. We're going to continue our discipleship uh, project that we've been working on. And um, before... Um, um, I get into my discipleship project. I was looking over my notes, and I make a few notes on my um, iPad here tonight. Um, hopefully, um, you know, we can, you know, follow through or, you know, I know we don't go through the structure of the way the book is uh, designed. But um, so um, when, when I look at the, the word integrity, credibility, and honesty, those three words they have something unique together. Um, if you should look under the definition of any one of those words, you know, for example, integrity, it started out with the quality of being honest. When we talk about credibility, it also talks about the quality of being trustworthy, or being trusted, if you please. We look at the word honesty, it talks about the quality of being honest. 
So you see the unity, the unity key, if there's such a word in the three uh, words that we, we, we just uh, try to uh, at least define our, our, our breakdown here. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about finding a place of repentance. And, you know, I, I was looking through my notes and I was looking through the series here. And um, when it said finding a place of repentance, the lesson, big idea is because we are all battle. It didn't say because some of us are battle. It said because we are all battle with temptation. I'm sure there's not one person in here tonight that is not battled with some kind of temptation in your day-to-day, in the walk, the mornings you get up, and whatever we do. We all battle with temptation and sin. We must find a place to repent. And, you know, I, I will pause there for a second and said. Temptation that we go through on a daily basis. If, if you're conscientious of what's going on in your day-to-day walk, the life that we live as a Christian, the Bible says we should work out our own salvation with fear and trembling before God. We all have to give account to God for whatever we do, whether it's good or bad. We're not exempt. No one. The child that is three years old, so to speak. In fact, the child from when the child is in the mama's womb is giving a hard time to mama that's bringing that child. So when that child is of birth, he grows up or she grows up and she still either give a hard time. But it's that process that that person goes through will determine whether or not that person will be one to, to either change the way they do things or just willing to be disobedient or willing to learn or obey their parents. I want to turn in, uh, if you have your Bible, I'm going to ask somebody to help me read tonight. I want to go into the lesson, but I want to try to do it in a different format tonight. Um, so I'm going to need a volunteer. I'm going to go through Second Kings chapter 22. I'm going to read verses 1 through uh, wherever we may stop, some, somewhere along the line there. But Second Kings chapter 22. If you have Second Kings chapter 22 and uh, can get a good, strong, vibrant reader, can help me to read. I'd like someone to help me to read Second Kings chapter 22, verses 1. If you know, have it. Amen. You can start if you have it. <laughs> That's all right, but 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 the the scripture that we read, Josiah, you know, he, he reigned 
when he was eight years of age, you know, he was a king, so to speak. And um, it, it's not many people are born. They, they have this saying that sometimes, you know, that person you see in someone, they just have a natural gift. Or they have a natural talent. You know, they, they, they just, they were born with that natural gift. That natural gift can only come from one person, and that's God. Regardless of, of how good we are or what we've you know, accomplished in life, regardless of what education or where we go for our schooling, you can't be the one to make that child great. You will do some things where your daughter or your son will see you have, you know, the quality of doing things where they said, you know, one day I want to be like my dad or one day I want to be like my mom, if you please. But, but that, that, that true inner gift comes from God that giveth all men liberally. You know, remember the Bible says God is no respecter of person. So therefore, if God going to make the rain fall on Brother Bob's home, he can also make it fall on my home. If he's going to make it fall down South Jersey, he can also make it fall in North Jersey at the same time. Because our God, you know, he has the power to do whatever he wants to do. The restoration project had begun. It had been here since the magnificent building had received any maintenance or care. Looking at it now, it was difficult to believe that at one time people came from all over the world to glare at the amazing structure. That word God right there is gaze. You know, there were, it, 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 was, it just, was just one of those, you know, building that, you know, everybody from all over the world came at one point and they were just gazing at the building. A wonderful, in, in fact, one queen from Africa was so overcome by the splendor of the center of the worship and the appointments of those who cared for it. She literally fainted on the day the structure was dedicated. There was such an ovation from God, the ceremony had to be suspended due to the divine interpretation. But God so anymore. So, Whenever you are in the presence of God, and there is a divine move of God's spirit in the service, regardless of whatever agenda that there is, whatever program that there is set up, if there is a divine move of the spirit in the service, everyone is just moving on one accord, God is just doing his thing, and the spirit is just right, the atmosphere is right, everyone is just worshiping God. You're going to find that sometime the pastor have to come up and just change the program. Why? Because he feels that there is a divine move of God in the spirit. So once you have that connection with God, you can feel that divine move that, hey, something is wrong here. Things are not the same anymore. 
the northern kingdom of Israel had already been taken captive by the Assyrian. The northern alignation of nation had stooped down upon the ten tribes acquiring Israel and had taken every sacred, precious, and redeemable. This cap- captivity was prophesied and allowed by God due to Israel's re- reoccurring theme of backsliding and idolatry. After the United Kingdom of Israel had been divided following the death of Solomon, there had been no righteous king leading the northern nation. The king continue, continually led them into sin, even evil and apostasy, for over 250 years. You know, these people were just constantly being in sin. Because when you don't have someone righteous in leadership, then everything just go. everybody do their own thing. They're just such a chaotic. Fear. There's such an atmosphere where there is divisions, there is disunity, there is no loyalty. Everybody just do their own thing. But when God is in the midst of what you're doing, they'll be united. There'll be a, a spirit of worship because you can be at peace, you can be at liberation with God because you know that you're serving a God that has the power to do and to don't. Amen, if you please. But we serve in such a wonderful God that regardless, uh, you know, of what we're doing, God wants you, you know, admit and aware of the presence of God, you will continue to do good. Continue where you left off there, Sister Scarlett. So, 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 Josiah, his father, which is the role model. David, of course, Josiah, like, you know, fortunately I have a son by the name of Josiah. Hopefully he has some quality as his dad, you know. But even though um, Josiah, he, he do what was right in the sight of God and not of what his dad did. He looked neither to the left. Not to the right. Because why? You know, the moment he get caught up and carried away in the affairs of this thing or this world or this life, so to speak. And this is why the Bible makes it so explicitly clear that be not of the world, neither love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. Because once you get caught up in the affairs of this world, and I know, you know, we're living in a different time and era where, you know, we're saying, well, you know, dad, it was back in your time, such and such used to be like this. And now, you know, the, the, even the children that are growing up right now don't see the value, the true value, the moral of saying, you know, let me be a role model. Let me be an example. You know, if I'm going to go to church, let me go to church and be an example. If I'm going to go to school, let me go to school and be an example. You know, we, 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 we compromise with everything so much that, you know, God is no longer in the equation, if you please. You know, we, 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 you know, put 
just a little bit of God in what we're doing and more of the world in everything else that we're doing. When it should be the other way around. Because the Bible says we should seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be added unto us. So once we see God first in everything that we're doing, everything that you want to do in life, you know, you'll be surprised to see all things just fall in place. You're just wondering, why am I being blessed like this? Why are things um, happening to me like this? It's because we're being submissive to God. We're doing what God requires of us to do. So once we are submissive to God, we'll find that everything will be all right. Amen? Amen. Continue to read, Sister Scott. Okay. Uh, finish the statement. I'm sorry. And let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house. All right. The same judgment that was fall on Israel was also prophesied over the southern kingdom of Judea. The only difference between the nation was that mixed in among their everything king are least in the southern kingdom of the two tribes. Remember, we got a northern tribe and we got a southern tribe. But between both nations, the tribe had seen few godly leaders. Josiah was one such king. Amazingly, he was a great, he has a great heart for God. At the age of 19, he took a tour of his, his nation. It didn't take him long to make the right decision after personally witness Judea's spiritual climate. He immediately began to destroy pagan idols, idols, and tearing down carved, the carven image, um, he went so far as to exhume bones of idolatrous priests who were being worshipped and burned them for, to ash. At the age of 25, Josiah made a big announcement. It was not enough to demolish every vestra of that idolatrous worship in this nation. The slate had been wiped clean, but there was still an important step for the young reformer to, to take. The house of God had fallen into severe disrespect and had become an embarrassment to the name of God and his repetition. The spectacular of the broken down Edify was only a physical manifestation of what had been going on in the heart of God's people for a generation. As the people's hearts go, so goes the house of God. The young king made it clear the next major reform would be repeated. 
repair God's house and bring it up to the current standard. So back in Israel, back in the days when Josiah take over in the southern kingdom, there was so much that goes on there. That, you know, when, when, we, when we turn away from the things of God and even in the church, there's going to be so much, you know, things that's going to, you know, continue to take us away from where God wants us to be. So our goal when we, you know, are in the house of God, or even when we train up our child, you know, our children, the Bible says we should train up our ch- a child in the way they should go, that when they hold, they will not depart. So when a child is growing up, once they have the moral, once they have the respect, once they know the true value, they will divert a little bit to the left, but not so much deep into the left, because they know the true value of what it is to hold on to God. So when the kids are not, you know, or even the adults, so to speak, you know, are not so embedded or have a personal relationship with God, then you find that you don't find the same standard right across the border. So we do have an obligation. We do have a a commitment, so to speak. We do have the right to do what is right. We should be able to portray. We should be able to find somewhere that when sin comes in the way, we can go somewhere we can repent. We can ask God to forgive us because He's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sin. So don't don't walk around with sin. Don't feel shame. Don't feel that, you know, no one cares for me. No one loves me. There is a God that loves us. There's a God that died for us. So never be ashamed of when you do something. Just don't take it for granted and say, I'm satisfied where I want to be. Always make up in your mind that regardless of where you are, whatever you're doing, during the course of the day, find somewhere where you can go and say, God, I know I didn't do. I didn't let my light shine the way it should today. The Bible says we should let our light so shine before men that they can see the good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. So when we let our light shine, wherever we go, someone should see something in us and say, you know, that person has some integrity. That person is honest in all his ways. You're not going to be able to please everybody. But once you do the things that are of God and walk the way God wants you to walk, you'll find that things will just fall in place. You have no choice. This is all you know. The Bible said to him that know to good, to do good and do it, it not to him. It's a sin. Don't walk in sin and think it's okay to live in sin. The Bible said the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. The only way we can get that eternal life is by us being submissive, being subject unto the eye power of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Read a couple more verses there, Sister Scarborough. All right, that's good. One day, during the restoration project, while a pile of robbers were being removed from an abandoned area of the temple, one of the workers suddenly noticed a scroll that appeared to be significant. Immediately, they brought it to a chief priest of the temple named uh, uh, Elikiah, who turned it in over to Shapen. And the temple scribe 
After examining it, they soon deter- determined it was Torah, the first five book of the Word of God. It, it, it is her. It is hard for us. It is hard for us to imagine that these ancient Jews were strangers to God's word. But we can well imagine their excitement upon its recovery. Josiah commanded the word of God to be read when he heard the simple reading of the law. With deep contrition, he tore his clothes as he realized Judea's severe backslidden and rebellious position against God, he quickly commanded the priest to inquire to the, of the Lord and see what judgment might lie ahead of them. The priest returned to Josiah with a message saying, The Lord would bring destruction upon them because they had forsaken him. And that burn incense to strange gods to worship upon them. But then God had a special message for Josiah. Because your heart was tender. And you were humble. And you humble yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against inhabitation. That there would be a desolation and curse. You would tore your clothes and whip before me. It's just when we humble ourselves unto God, and this is where the Bible make it clear that he that humble himself will be exalted, but he that exalt himself will be abased. When you humble yourself unto God, you know, regardless of what you know or who you know, so to speak, you know, humbleness will take you a long way. You know, yes, you you want to be pride. But you don't want to be too prideful, if you know what I'm saying. You want to make sure, if you're going to be a leader, be a good leader. Be a true leader. Be someone that is an example. Someone that have a heart that follow after God. David has a heart. And even in spite of what David was involved, he still make up in his mind that he's going to serve the Lord. So we, we, we can get ourselves do the wrong things, but we have to make up in our mind that we're going to get to the place where we're going to repent and we're going to serve our God. The Bible said, to as many as to as much look for him shall he appear a second time. So if you're looking for our maker, the day when the trumpet sound, the day that when, when we raptured out of this, this world, if we're not, you know, all together ready to beat our Lord, we're going to left behind. The hand is near. And, you know, it's time for us to awake of, of our sleep. You know, we're sleeping and sometimes, you know, we take things for granted. Sometimes I find myself, I take things for granted. That, God, you know, you've been blessing me. And I'm not doing all that I know I should. You know, I, I, I have to repent. I have to find a place where I can repent. Because I know within myself that, God, this is what I want to do for you. And when I find myself not doing what God wants me to do, I have to make sure, you know, I find my place in a place of repentance and make sure I get it right that the next time around, things won't be the same. So all the walk that we walk and all the talk that we talk, don't keep walking and talking the same way. 
Because it's only what we do for Christ will last. What may have been seen of the difficult Josiah faced when implementing those changes? You know, Josiah, you know, he made change and a lot of people weren't happy with it. You know, there have been times when our pastor is going to say, you know, things according to the word of God. And we're not going to be happy about it. But once he followed after God's heart, regardless of our belief and what stand we take, if he's preaching the unadulterated word of God, if he's preaching thus said the Lord, what would hinder us from not obeying what the man is saying? The man is not perfect. He's going to make mistakes. If you know of someone that is perfect, show me. I'll be glad to look for him. But the scriptures say there is none. So we are working for that perfection. And this is a process where we as children of God, we should not get weary in well-doing. Because the Bible says in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. If, if we have this plant sitting here, we don't give it no sunlight, we don't give it a little water, eventually it's going to start to wither, it's going to die. If we're not praying, if we're not fasting, if we're not reading God, if we don't assemble ourselves together, as the scripture said, we're eventually going to die. Because why? We're not staying connected with God. So the only way we can stay connected with God, the only way we can know that God, you know, we, 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 we want to do the things that are pleasing and are, are righteous in the sight of God, is doing the things that we know to do. Once we do good, good will follow us. Do good. You, you can't overdo good. You just have to keep doing good. That's the only way. You know, don't stop doing what is good. Because the more you do good, good will follow you. If you indulge with bad things, bad things will follow you. It may not catch up to you right away, but sooner or later, regardless of how young you are or how old you are, it will take its course. This is why Paul said, I plant Apollos water, and God is the one that gives the increase. Because when you go out there and throw a little here and a little there, God is the one that see the good that you're doing. God is the one going to say, I know Brother Bob's heart is right. He's a faithful man. In spite of his illness or what's going on in his life, you know, he has that desire to serve God. He wants to be in the house of God. He's open-minded to hear the word of God. So when we all get into a place where we can say, we can come and fellowship and be together as children of God and worship God, then God will make sure at the end of the day, he looks good. He's not going to do something that he's not going to get the glory from. Perhaps the most basic definition of sin could be disobedient. I'm sure we all would agree with that statement. And we all get disobedient to a lot of things. You know, we're being disobedient to the word of God. We're being disobedient to a pastor, to our family. Children being disobedient to their parents. And that's all because of sin. Because once sin, you know, sin creep in, in, into our, our nature, 
It's just divert everything else. And this is why we have to be careful that we don't fall for the wrong things. Because if we fall for the wrong things, it's going to lead us into destruction. If we have the desire after God and follow the things after God, God will definitely see us through. The nation of Judea certainly represents this definition. The years of adultery, misuse, abuse, and neglect of God's house had been building up a reproach to the Lord. And not the word of God been rediscovered, and had not Josiah responded so immediately and humbly before God, God's judgment rather, would soon have fallen. Josiah responded to the rebellion of Judea, touch and change the art of God. In fact, God spread Josiah or spread Josiah's entire generation because of his repentance. Judea was eventually conquered and taken captive as prophesied, but only after the death of Josiah. So after the death of Josiah, there was no other person to do the right things. So you find that, you know, everything started to break hell. Everything started to break loose. You know, and when, 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 you, when you don't have the righteous person that in place to lead, everybody around you is going to look like everybody's just doing the same thing. Because you don't have a leader. You don't have someone that you can look up to. There is much... There's not much difference between Josiah's story and ours today. Some of us can relate to some of the things that Josiah has been through. And we can relate to some of the things that Josiah, you know, been through. He humbled himself unto God. He submitted himself unto God. He looked neither to the right nor the left. Some of us try our best neither to look to the right nor the left. But when we are in submission unto God, we don't have to worry because we know we keep our eyes on the prize. I don't know if you've ever seen sprinters running. And, and when they're running, I don't know if you've ever run into a, um, do a, a, what do you call it, a, a track 100 or, you know, 400 or whatever. I remember back in the days, you know, I, I used to be good back in the days, you know. I, I don't look it. But I, I used to have a little step in my pep back in the days. I used to run a little bit. You know, so I, I, I remember when I, when I used to sprint, you know, um, I have to make sure, you know, before I pass the baton on, you know, I don't take my eye off my next man. You know, I have to make sure I, 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 I'm in a place where I'm ready to pass it on for him to move on. So if, if, if I stop or slow down behind, then what's going to happen is that, I may end up not being victorious or the team may end up not winning. So when we take our eyes off the prize, oh my God, everything just go wrong. There is not much there is not much difference between Josiah's story and ours. The sins of our flesh are rebellion and disobedience against God. There are so many times, you know, rebel, rebellion, you know, the, re, the sin of rebellion there is so, so, so destructive that we, we should never try to get ourselves, you know, caught up doing, you know, things that we have no business doing. Um, 
Romans 8 verse 7 tell us our carnal mind is enmity of God. This is a serious position to be in. Who is their right, right mind would want God as their enemy? There is only one option to change God's heart and action towards us when we fall into this category. Repentance, repentance. Change our heart and action towards God. And repentance change God's heart and action towards us. So if we don't find a place where we can repent and we continue to indulge in sin, it's going to change God's heart. Because God don't see the true genuinity in us that we have a make-up mind to want to change what we're doing. The, the gift of God contained within re, rep, repentance is that God who is omnipotent has empowered sinful humanity to change his attitude towards them. The first thing we learn in the scripture about God is that he is, is a moving God. And that's in Genesis 1 verses 2. Which means he is a God of action. The formation biblical narrative describes numerous acts of aggression. If not violent, that God ordained in our attempt to turn rebellious people, cities and nations around. God does not mind inflicting temporary pain if the end result is a change of heart. And a change in one's eternal destiny. Yes. Psalms 30 verse 5 say, For ye hunger, say, hunger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. And that's in the New King James Version. The hunger, you know, we're going to go through pain. But the pain that we go through, it's just going to be for a moment. But once we stay connected with God, the favor of God's hands be on us, we're going to be so victorious in everything that we do. God drove Adam and Eve from Eden with an angel banishing them the flaming words. He fumed fire and brimstone and Saddam and Gomorrah as judgment against their sin. But also as a warning for the rest of humanity to repent and turn from sin, he, he sent a violent storm on the Mediterranean to rest and backslidden preachers asleep in boats. There, there was once a story told by a pastor who started out a, a Bible study with a family. The pastor would go in twice a week and he would do the Bible study with his family. The dad, in most cases when there's a Bible study, if the dad is not interested, he's going to be in the living room watching TV or get caught up with other things. But the children and mom will be there, you know, listening 
you know, going over the Bible study. You know, most moms do that. Um, a few good men or a few good fathers will do that, try to chip in once every now and then. So one day, there was a ring at the door. The little child ran to the door. And when he ran to the door, he, he ran back to mom because he was so in awe, like he was, he was shocked or surprised to see who was at the door. So when he ran to mom, he was, you know, own words, he was just dumbstruck. He didn't, the child just didn't have nothing to say. Because things wasn't the same anymore. When, when, when pastor came to the door, dad himself was surprised. Dad got into a state of mind where he repented of what he was doing because he realized that what he was doing was wrong. So now he was more willing to be more submissive, more being subjected, more being with the family and not so much get caught up in his own affairs, so to speak. So when that child tell mom what was at, or who was at the door and said it was passed, but for some reason it was like there was a glow. There was like a huge glow of child seeing something. He was just in awe. He was like, wow. He didn't see that glow before. He didn't see that look on the pastor's face before. But there was something. And this is how important it is that when we get ourselves in a place where we repent. You know, sometimes you go home, sometimes to your family, and they just look at you different. Because when you walk with God, you know, when you stay connected with God, wherever you go, whatever you do, you're going to find that you're going to go to in places. And people just look at you now like, whoa. I didn't ever expect them to see you like that. And you know, and this is why the scripture said in, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it said, Any man being Christ is a new creature. The old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. So whenever you are connected with God, whenever you stay and connected with God, God will make you look brand new. You, 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 you find a place where you can repent. You find a place where you can have a daily encounter with God. And when you have a daily encounter with God, God will make sure everything that you do is just right. The places that you go, things are just not the same. You just find out that when you walk, you're just being a blessing. Wherever you put your foot on. And this is why the Bible could rightly put it in Psalms that, you know, surely goodness will follow you. Because you're doing the right thing. So wherever you go, you find that surely behind you, goodness and mercy is behind you. Wherever you go, God is there with you. And we have to make sure we continue to be in a place where we can able to see God. Where we can able to have that day-to-day encounter with God. And once we stay connected with God, once we get caught up in God, then God will make sure things never be in the same anymore in our life. Amen. Amen. 32 years has passed and it's still changed. This is the, um, I know I went a little bit ahead of myself here. But, you know, after the, the, everything was all said and done with this um, dad, it's the 32 years that's passed, and it's still changed. 
And in fact, he was a changed man today. His life changed, his marriage changed, his relation, as I was saying earlier, everything changed because this man decided that, you know, the encounter that he had with, with God when, when the son went to the door and see God, um, see God, he see the past, he actually like was seeing God, you know. And then when he came in to tell the family what was going on, it's like, Things around just never being the same anymore that from day from that day onward. Amen. So, you know, we, we want to just continue to remind everyone that, you know, whenever you find yourself into, you know, a situation where, you know, you just don't have no way out, you know, just look to God. When you find yourself do something that you shouldn't do, just find a place where you can repent. Because when you get yourself into that, you know, repetitious thing where you repent all the time after your sins or after deeds or the, the things that you get involved in, then God will make sure, you know, you will be fine. God will make sure, you know, that, that whatever comes your way, that you will be the one that will be an example and be the follower and be the true leader. Amen. Amen. I want to stop there tonight and ask if somebody have a question or somebody have something that they want to contribute or somebody that something that you want to say or add to or take away from our lesson tonight. Anybody have anything? You have something for us, lady? You look like you have something. No? Yes, yes. Oh, we can... It, it 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 has to do with the individuality because there are folks depending on whether or not someone have an health you know issue. You know, you wanna try if you have the ability and you can fast more than once a week, you fast once a week. If you can only do you know half a day or one day, you know, once a week is fine. If you can only do a few hours in a day you know, once you take that time off. Because what happens is that, you know, when, when, when we do fasting, it, it's a sacrifice that we're doing. So, and, and when we're doing it, remember, we don't want to do, do be like the, 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 the Pharisees and, you know, the Sadducees where, you know, the Sadducees, they will go there and they, 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 will, they will fast and they will go there and they will say, you know, I, I'm fast. You don't want to go there and broadcast it because this is unto you and God. You're doing this unto God. So now, when, when you do that, you're like killing the flesh. So if you find that you can do it just for half a day, you want to make sure when you fast, you find somewhere where you can pray and read the words of God. Because that will only make you be stronger with God and able to be walking in the right path. I don't know if that answers. Anybody want to add? Take away? No? Anybody else? That was a good one, though. Anybody else? Amen. Well, we thank you tonight for being here. And I will pray that you'll pick something out of our lesson tonight. If you don't hear much of what I said tonight,